you're a good person. It's important that I tell you that this entire podcast is built around an acronym that I made for the word YIELD. It stands for Yes, I Envision Love Demonstrated. This acronym has helped me a ton in my work, school life, and in pursuing my passions and being able to help other people as well as growing my habits and becoming a better person. My biggest hope is that this podcast will help you to treat the opportunities and the people in your life differently. Learn to yield today and it'll be a better tomorrow. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that intro. (laughs) I'm sure I'll talk about how I got that little music clip that was made. It is a very, very, very cool story. With that said, welcome back. This is Yield Today with Dal and Canland. This is episode 11, four big truths from the last four years. The last four years of my life have been life-changing, amazing, crazy, all over the place, roller coaster, everything. Like so many things have happened and I really learned so much and I want to share four big truths from the last four years, four truths that I've seen over and over again that I could trust in, that I could hope in and that could give me strength and faith to continue when things were difficult. I could remember these four things and they'd help me keep going. So with that said, let's jump in. So the first big truth I really wanted to emphasize really fast is that God loves us so much. He really does. He cares about us. We are his children. He's got a plan. He's got a wonderful plan. And I learned this on my mission a lot. I will never forget for as long as I live and as long as I exist, how I felt when I got on that plane and I left my family It was amazing. Despite any anxieties that I was having, I had this feeling deep, deep down that it was all going to be okay. I was going to learn a lot from this experience and I'd be able to look back with fondness. And even though I didn't know anybody on that plane, I knew that God was, that God loved me, that I was where I needed to be and that he was going to help me out on this journey. That same faith in Jesus Christ that I developed as a missionary was just as crucial for when I got home as when I was in the field. I used that faith to help me find jobs. I used that faith to reach out to people. And I just remembered that God loved me and he was going to make a path for it to all work out. And it hasn't been easy, but I've learned much more about God's love for me and just for random people, just people that I do not know at all. He loves them perfectly. He knows their struggles. He knows everything they're worried about and everything that they want to do with their lives. And that is so inspiring to me. It makes me want to reach out to people and help them open up and reach those dreams and become that person that uh, they want to be. I've seen miracles. I've seen that faith that I've exercised in Christ make miracles happen for people I know and love being back home as well as when I was out in the mission field. So that's that's a big one. It's just that God's love is so deep and it's there. It's there. It exists. He loves us. He has perfect love for all of us. And that's because he's our Heavenly Father. The second thing that I've really learned since getting home is that people can change. I think we've talked about this. We have talked about this before because this is something I verily, I believe a lot because it's something I've seen in my own life and I still see it day by day. There's little changes that help me become a better person and make more time for the things that I value the most. I think it's important for all of us to remember that our struggles do not define us 
and that we're all in the midst of a grand design. There are so many cool changes that I saw in people when I got back from my mission. And one of them was in one of my young men's president in the church when I was growing up. And his name's Matt. He was kind of on the bigger side, but he had a great desire. He loved basketball and he loved God. He loved just being able to work hard and everything. And he worked really hard. Anyway, he started running after I went on my mission, right? And I was like, okay, that's cool. I get back and the man is running 5Ks and all this stuff. And he qualified to be in the FBI. And you have to be super elite physically to get to that level. But he had worked so hard to get to that level. He told me, I got to talk to him after I got home. He told me about how this was a dream he had had and how he was so happy and how he was really enjoying it. And it was fast paced and it was intellectually demanding. And it was just like, he's getting me excited. He really was. So you guys got to chase those dreams down. And sometimes you got to take the back door. Sometimes you know, I like to say God opens a door, you know, when God open, closes the door, he always opens a window. He also might open a back door. The back door is usually the best way to go. The back door is like you get right up to the person that you want to talk to and you don't have to go through a bunch of other people. So like, let's say you have a, your best friend works in a company, a friend in college, and they're vice president of a company now, and you want to work for that company more than anything in the world, and you've worked really hard and stuff. You can be like, hey, Charlie, remember how we were in college together? And well, I'm working for a job and your company looks, the company you're working for looks really great. Maybe you could put in a good word for me. And Charlie might do that. And then you've got a door open. You've got a back door open where you could instantly be in a position of influence because Charlie trusts you. And that would make everybody else hopefully trust you. And then you have to live up to that. I will tell you very clearly that God has opened up some serious back doors in my life and it is insane, and you can trust him, and it will be hard to trust him sometimes, but you can still trust him, because there's been so many people that have trusted him, and it worked out for them, and if you change, if you trust the Lord, he'll help you change, he'll help you become who you need to be, and you also get to have a lot of fun. I've been smiling a lot lately, and these last two years have been crazy, but they've also been ones with a lot of smiles. The third thing I really wanted to talk about is just that prayer works. I cannot tell you how many times on my mission where I would pray and I would be like, I really am, I really need some help, or I'd be praying out loud. And it was very personal. And I was just like, I've been praying my whole life to get on this mission. And now I just don't want to waste any time. And I want to do the best that I can. And I want to help everybody. And I didn't want to leave any stones unturned. Yeah, I, I learned most specifically that like prayers like that are great. But it's really special when you can specifically pray about something. But like, hey, I'm struggling with this. And then that helps you think more about the parental relationship, I feel between you and God is like, yeah, I've really been struggling with X, Y, Z. I need help with X, Y, Z. Can you help me? I know you can help me. Christ suffered so you could help me. Please help me. And I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and you can help me be a better person. He can help you change. I changed a lot on my mission, and so much of it was because of prayer, because I would pray and I would ask for help and I would, I'd want to remember the people's names. I'd want to remember scriptures. I'd want to reach out with love and not just reach out. You know, I wanted to actually be a representative of Jesus Christ as us missionaries believe that we are. 
And I had some experiences that showed that. And it was it was amazing. I still pray for those people because I love them so much. I've just really learned you can talk with God about anything and you can talk to him about whatever you're going through. And he can give you the help that you need to get through another day. And he really does know exactly what you're, where you're coming from and what you're talking about. And it's amazing to me how he has just so much compassion for us, you know, that he cares. We can talk to him no matter what. You know, you don't need an internet connection. You can pray in your heart. You can pray out loud. You can pray on your knees. You can pray anywhere. You can pray while running. I've prayed while running. I've prayed while taking a test. And it's really, it's about the heart, where your heart's at. That's a big truth I've seen from the last four years because I've gotten in some interesting situations and I've needed to pray. I've talked about a few of those on the podcast, just where I needed to trust God and nobody else and just go for it, you know? And then the miracle, miracle happened. Or I'd be like, be really late. And I'm like, all right. Like when I worked at Pathway, like I was like, yo, I got to wake up at 630 and it's 1 a.m. I'm going to read my scriptures. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to do everything I can do. Um, If you will help me, Father, help me wake up. And it always worked out. Although there were a couple times where I'd kind of pushed the envelope a little bit and I learned my lesson. And so there's this good learning experience that's happening. Prayer really just opens up a conversation. It's a conversation you can have throughout the day. Yeah, I've had God answer my prayers through other people many times. I try to remember that he's going to help me out. It's going to happen sometime, some way, and I need to be ready for it. First Peter 3.15 just says, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer for the reason for the hope that is in you. And I'd, I'd say be always willing to give an answer to yourself for the reason for the hope that is in you. Number four, and this is the one that I will probably get the most animated and get the most excited about. Actions speak louder than words. Me talking into this podcast is great and all, but really the power of this podcast is going to come from my life. What am I doing when I'm not doing this podcast? Am I actually chasing my dreams? Am I actually yielding today and trying to help other people the best that I possibly can? If the answer is no, then this podcast isn't really going to come off very powerfully. It's going to be a little bit harder for you to take the advice that I share and so I am so, I want so badly for this podcast to make a difference for people. And the only way that's going to happen is if I'm doing it myself. Really just try not to miss any opportunities to reach out to people. On my mission, there was times when me and my missionary companion, we literally chased down people so we could talk to them because it was like, I want to talk to you. (laughs) You try not to scare them. But at the same time, man, those two years, they go by pretty fast And since getting home, some of those same principles still apply. When I run into somebody, who knows, that might be the last time I run into them. You never know. You never know. You have to, you you need to be the best that you can be. I kind of talked about this in the Be Kind on the Battlefield of Life, the last, last episode, which is definitely a fun one to record, definitely worth a listen. But I want to share a very quick thought from a hymn that we sing in church, and it's hymn number 29, literally my favorite song of all time, A Poor Faring Man of Grief. It's all about reaching out to people and making a difference. In short, the yield acronym, yes, I envision love demonstrated, and then going for it. So it's from verse 3. This is a part of the song. It says, I ran and raised the sufferer up. Thrice from the stream he drained my cup, dipped and returned it running o'er. I drank and never thirsted more. There's a couple things that stand out to me the last little bit when I've been thinking and studying about this. 
three times the guy drinks from his cup. So the first time the guy helps him and he gives him some of his water, the guy drinks from the cup a couple times because he's really thirsty. He really needs some water. And then after he drinks from it, he dips it in the stream or whatever and gives it back to the guy and he drinks and he's never thirsty again. And of course, physically, that that isn't true. But the idea is like spiritually, if you reach out to people and I've seen this is like if you reach out to people, they can give you back so much more than you gave. And it's a wonderful thing. So love is a verb, dude. Like, oh my goodness. You can say that you really love somebody, but if you're not praying for them at the very least, if you're not writing them a letter, if you're not smiling at them, if you're not calling them or doing something, you know, it's just, it's hard to justify and, and say that. A good little quote I wanted to throw in from my roommate, Tim Skaggs, and he's he's the, he's the bomb. He's an awesome roommate. He's my roommate during the summer when I was working at the potato farm. He said, uh, don't tell me what you've done, but tell me about what you are doing right now. So Tim helped me be pretty on point with writing in my book most days when I was working at the potato farm, but lately I haven't been writing in it as much and I've been kind of struggling with finding motivation. That's because I'm not doing it. <laughs> like action follows motivation. There are these things that just, I miss, I'm, I forget, and then it just comes back clear as a bell. There's that, there's like hindsight is twenty twenty. these different things that are so true. So you just got to act. In some way, and I'll talk about this in a future podcast episode. That's why I've been keeping track of every single person I've talked to for at least the last month and a half. And I've tried to off and on for the last two years or so, because you never know when you'll run into that person again. And who knows, maybe you could answer a prayer. You you never know. God will use who is willing. He will use who he can use, who's ready to be used, you know? I've had a lot of people do this for me too. And that's the amazing thing I think about all of this is just that just as I'm willing to run five miles to catch somebody, (laughs) never had to do that. But if I had to, I would. I've driven up and picked up random people because they needed rides. I'm willing to do that. But the wonderful thing about that is God will do the same exact thing for you. But you have to ask for it and you have to be ready and, and kind of the same principles. I had somebody give me a ride back from school today and it was so such a small thing, but to me it meant a lot. And the same thing happened on Tuesday too. <laughs> so it's it's pretty nice. So with this, I really wanted to share a quick quote that has had a very profound influence on my life. This is one to always remember. People may not remember what you said. They may not remember what you did but they will remember how you made them feel. This is something that I've definitely seen in my life. It's my experience that when you reach out to people and when you write down their names and if you just do a little bit of effort to reach out to them in Yield Today and do something for them, you'll feel you'll feel God's love. You'll be able to reach out and help and you'll feel that and you'll want to help other people Joseph Smith once said, a man filled with the love of God is not content with blessing his family alone, but ranges throughout the whole world anxious to bless the whole human race. So I'm not sure how you met me. I'm not sure if you've met me in person or not, but I hope that when I got to talk to you, you felt a little bit of love, at least a little bit. (laughs) I'm definitely not perfect, but I am trying to be a better person And these four big truths from the last four years of remembering God's love, that people can change 
that prayer works and that actions speak louder than words has made such a big influence in my life. If you have any experiences that you'd like to share with me, please leave them down in the comments below. I just feel this great need to help. I've been lifted up and literally rescued by Christ and, and by others. I've been lifted out of holes that I was in. And I think I've said about enough, but there was a poem I really wanted to read for you guys. It's called After All We Can Do. This is one that I heard on my mission, and it's one that I've taken with me. And it defi- it talks about my mission experience pretty well. It was written by another missionary. But I hope that you like it and it makes you think, and also about self-development and love and hope. I'd been in that hole. It's called After All We Can Do. I'd been in that hole for a very long time, in the dark and the damp and the cold and the slime. The shaft was above me. I saw it quite clear, but there's no way I could ever reach it. I could ever reach it from here. I cannot remember the world way up there, so I lost every hope and gave in to despair. I knew nothing but darkness, the floor and the wall. Then from off in the distance, I heard someone call, Get up, get ready, there's nothing the matter. Take rocks and take sticks and build up a fine ladder. This was a thought that had not crossed my mind. But I started to stack all the stones I could find. When I ran out of stones, then old sticks were my goal. For some way or another, I'd climb from that hole. I soon had a ladder that stood very tall, and I thought, I'll leave this place once and for all. I climbed up my ladder, a difficult chore, for from lifting those boulders, my shoulders were sore. I climbed up the ladder, but soon had to stop, for my ladder stopped short, some ten feet from the top. I went back down my ladder and felt all around, but there were no more boulders nor sticks to be found. I sat down in the darkness and started to cry. I'd done all I could do and I gave my best try. But in spite of my work in this hole, I must die. And all I could do was to sit and think why. Was my ladder too short? Was my hole much too deep? Then from way up on high came a voice, do not weep. And then faith, hope, and love entered into my chest. The voice calmly told me that I had done my best. I want to read that again. Then from way up on high came a voice, do not weep. And then faith, hope, and love entered into my chest as the voice calmly told me that I had done my best. He said, you've worked hard and your labor's been rough, but the ladder you've built is at last tall enough. So do not despair. So do not despair. There is reason to hope. Just climb up your ladder. I'll throw down my rope. I climbed up my ladder, then climbed up the cord. When I got to the top of it, there stood the Lord. I've never been happier. My struggle was done. I blinked in the brightness that came from the sun. I fell to the ground as his feet I did kiss. I cried, Lord, can I ever repay thee for this? He looked all about. There were holes in the ground. They had people inside and were seen all around. There were thousands of holes that were damp, dark, and deep. Then the Lord looked at me and he said, feed my sheep. And he went on his way to save other lost souls. So I got right to work calling down to the holes. Get up, get ready. There is nothing the matter. Take rocks and take sticks and build up a fine ladder. And now is my calling to spread the good word, the most glorious message that man ever heard, that there's one who is coming to save one and all. And we need to be ready when he gives the call. He'll pull us all out of the holes that we're in and save all our souls from cold, death, and from sin. So do not lose faith. There is reason to hope. Just climb up your ladder. He'll throw down his rope. I really wanted to share that with you guys. I think it illustrates pretty well how we're all kind of in these holes and it stinks sometimes, but that Jesus can lift us out of it. And then after he pulls us out, he wants us to go help other people. 
And so that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I really hope it's making a difference for you in your life. Please let me know if it is. And yeah, I'm going to keep working on it and it's going to get better and better. So stay tuned. Definitely rate the podcast on iTunes, follow it on Spotify, subscribe to the YouTube channel. All those things make a big difference. They show me that you like this podcast, of course, but they also show that the yield mindset is powerful and that you want this to keep growing, we'll be able to reach a lot more people the faster this grows. And I'm very thankful for each of you for listening. I'm thankful for God and everything he's done for me these last four years. It's been amazing and crazy and everything in between. I'm always up for DMs, direct messages, so send them over or comments or whatever or requests, send them over. I'm glad to help. I love you guys. Take care. Yield today. Yes, I envision love demonstrated.